Canada Hoops is proud to be presented by and partnered with Betstamp. Find the best odds for your sports wagers by using Betstamp to compare the best available odds. Get your betting edge as you shop for your odds across all of your favorite sports books. The true edge in online sports betting is having multiple accounts at different sports books. With Betstamp, you can link your sports books using BetLink. Download the Betstamp app today. Betstamp. Bet like a pro. And now, Canada Hoops, hosted by Maddie Ireland. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back to bring you another episode of Canada Hoops. It's your boy, Maddie. Thank you for your continued support. Please continue to download and share us. Our guest today represents Toronto, Ontario. He is a former Oakwood Baron, Orangeville Bear, Providence Fire, and is a currently playing for Medi Beirut in Germany. And you know he has rep for the senior men's national team for Canada basketball, helping the team qualify for the 2023 FIBA World Cup. Make some noise for Khalif Young. Khalif, thank you for joining us on Canada Hoops. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. And I went deep in my my archives, the Oakwood days. I went all the way back there. I try to do a a little research, and I don't know much about that, so you'll have to to fill us in. Uh, How are things, bro? I'm good. Let our Canada Hoops listeners in. Good, good. How, let our listeners and, and your fans know how you're doing, my man. I'm doing good, man. I'm just um, gearing up for this last window out in Argentina and Venezuela. But, I mean, I'm good. I'm good. No no complaints on this end. Just hooping. Obviously, the ups and downs of that. But, again, can't complain for sure. So, you are going to be there for that window. I was, I was wondering about that. Yeah. If Canada... They haven't really put anything out yet in terms of um, I think rosters, from, but I figured you were going to be there. Yeah, I think I'm just right for this. At this moment, I'm I, nothing set in stone, but if, if, from what I know, I'm trying. Did they call? I'm I'm all in for it. Love that. Well, we appreciate the uh, commitment and sacrifice. I know we'll we'll get into that later in the in the conversation. How's the season going so far in Germany? I know um, uh, for you personally, you're, you're having a productive season. Uh, it's been, it's been okay. I think definitely a lot of ups and downs, a lot of different things going on, but at the end, I can't complain. I mean, playing, playing professional basketball at a, at a high level, it's, it's always a blessing and just thankful to be out here and doing my thing. So I'm just continue to try and work to get better every day and push for more and more from our team and to build forward for sure. Yeah, good stuff. I love it. I know, uh, you know, the Canada basketball nerds like myself are trying to keep track of everybody that's <laughs> playing overseas, and uh, we know what you're doing. And uh, you know, it's good to see that you're having success, especially because uh, you do you do commit and sacrifice for the national team. Uh, I was hoping you could take me back, man. Tell me about a a young K running around Toronto. Uh, did you play? play other sports as well what were your other interests um 
you know, and then how did the game start to, how did basketball start to take shape for you, man? Okay. Um, well, I was definitely uh, young. At a young age, I was a soccer player. So I will definitely admit to that. My dad was a huge soccer guy because he's born in Leeds, England, came over here at around 14, 15 years old, and then eventually kind of instilled a little bit of soccer in all of us, me and my brother. So I started as a huge soccer player. I played um, Toronto Eagles, which is like a huge, just like a, anyone who's come from Toronto or has probably played Toronto Eagles as a kid or played Timbit soccer as they've kind of transitioned it into. But no, I think up until about 10 or 11, I was a huge soccer guy, like always focused on that kind of. Now I, I played basketball here and there for fun and stuff like that. But like there was a point in time where about, like, I'd say probably 10 or 11, where like the switch really came and I became full basketball. I mean, like, and I really kind of, I dove into it head first in terms of just like the history of basketball. Like I remember I used to collect like old basketball cards and like all types of things. Like, I was a huge basketball fanatic. Like I was the type of guy that like my parents didn't always buy me the newest version of uh, NBA 2K or NBA Live, what it was at the time. So every year I would update the rosters personally on the video game. So I would be, I was the type of guy that was just like, if, I, if it was a trade, I knew about it. If there was this, I knew about it. I would, I lived on NBA.com at that time. So that was like a big thing for me as a young kid. And then obviously the basketball side in terms of playing, I was, I started playing, obviously, I've always been a tall kid. Even when I was playing soccer, I have pictures where it's like, it's like me and like with the coach and me and the coach are the same height and all of the kids are like <laughs> barely five foot. So it's like, it's definitely, I've always been that tall kid who has kind of been a little bit, it was always a little bit too big for soccer. And I had my little growth spurt in that period of time where I was awkward and trying to figure it out. And eventually people were like, Hey, why don't you try basketball? Like go into it full speed. And then from there I kind of took off and started obviously playing um, for a rep team in Toronto, which was a, uh, Toronto Triple Threat, and I played with them for uh, pretty much most of my youth up until I was uh, playing Ontario and then Canada basketball in my youth days and then other stuff. So, you know, I've been – I've always kind of been around Toronto and lived in that area and up until I pretty much went to Orangeville and Vaughn for a year. So, yeah, it's been – I've been pretty much in basketball for a good portion of my, my life for sure. Uh, great story and uh, great uh, journey so far. I was hoping that we could just touch on your dad um, mm -hmm. and who he is. Your dad is Tony Young, mm -hmm. known to Canadians as Master T from his time as a, a VJ for Much Music and the host of the hugely popular and uh, impactful Rap City. I mean, for maybe uh, an old head like me, I mean, <laughs> that takes me back and... and um, Loved that show, loved your dad and that. And then I just want to shout your dad out, especially because he, he follows the podcast no. on IG and uh, he, he's, he's shown some love. So uh, we appreciate that. Uh, and that's, that's got to be a cool, uh, you know, just support in life, that man. I think he's probably seen a lot and, and done a lot. So I think, um, and I know he's a big supporter of you and your journey, right? No, he's probably, my, my mom and my dad are huge supporters of me. And what I've been able to right. do, like, honestly, they've never, they've always been a people that's like, it's never been like, okay, yeah, like, we want you to be this. It's like, whatever my dream was, my brother's dreams are, they're full throttle in it. It's like, if we said we want something, it's like, 
they're more they're more in it than I am sometimes. I have my dad screaming at the TV when things are going wrong and games and stuff like that. And I get my I always have my post game interviews with them for sure. So no, I mean, even to this day, my parents are, watch every game. They still they're still fully into it. No matter what time the games are, it could be at 6 a.m. their time. It could be at 9 p.m. It doesn't matter what what time it is. That they'll figure out a way to watch. So they've always been a huge support system and. They've been there from the beginning, and they continue to do that. Besides, obviously, my dad's had an amazing career in his own respect, of course. Like, that's my – obviously, I've, I've been a part of seeing how much he's impacted even people across Canada and even some people he's met even outside of Canada. So I think just watching what sure. he's been able to do is just like – but obviously taking how he's handled those situations and learning a lot from what he's done and seen and – being able to apply it to my, my sport and what I do, I think it's been, it's always been a blessing. So yeah, I can, I'm very appreciative of everything they've been able to do for me and I'm always thankful for their support. Yeah. Great stuff. Uh, shout out your, your dad and the rest of your family. Uh, real quick, Kay, when you, when you started loving basketball, mm-hmm. you talk about just knowing all the guys and trees and diving in, mm-hmm. you know, and you're working on your game. You know, who did you really admire on the basketball court? Whose game made you say, wow? Um, I think that, like, at that point in time, I would have had to say Chris Bosh because I was, like, I was a big, always a big man. So I was like, okay. He's, like, he was in Toronto. And at one point, obviously, Chris Bosh was literally kids all multi-year all-star, like, huge impact in Toronto at the time. Obviously, one of the, probably one of the biggest guys to come out of Toronto at that point in time. So, it was definitely a huge – that was a huge influence for me, I think, obviously. But I always I watched everything. I watched – I'm like, I was obviously a huge documentary guy. So I watched Kim Elijah on documentaries. I watched, like, Dolls, Shaq documentaries, all those different things, going all the way back to, like, Will Chamberlain, Jerry West type things. So it's just seeing all those different – Just talking about – you were talking about the documentaries and Akeem and oh, Shaq yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So, no, yeah. For, then, so, and then I couldn't hear you. Oh, my bad. So, yeah, I was saying that there was a point, obviously, like I, I kind of pushed myself into basketball full full speed and kind of really had to focus in what I wanted in terms of like what I wanted to see and how I wanted to kind of learn the game. My parents have always been a huge people to, whether it's music or anything else in the world, it's like understand the history before you kind of go ahead into what you kind of perceive now because the history teaches you a lot about what what's happening now. So I think that, I learned a lot about from like the older people that I watched in terms of like the, even going back to like the original guys in basketball, the Will Chamberlain's and the Oscar Iversons and the Jerry White, all those type of people. And then going into now where obviously at that point was Chris Bosh is my biggest guy because both being lefties, big men, it was definitely a little bit of a, I wanted to be like that. So, and that was a huge kind of thing. But as my game developed, I realized where, what my strong suits were and what could I, what, what could help me move forward. So it definitely was a learning curve, but yeah, Chris Bosch for sure. Nice. Uh, I don't know if we've ever had a Chris Bosch reference <laughs> on the, on the pod for guys. I mean, uh, Toronto guys, like you think, you know, everyone gives Vince a lot of love and, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously Steve Nash, uh, for the whole country. But yeah, I think CB4, he might be the first, um, Khalif, you started your high school career at Oakwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you took your game to Orangeville. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of take me through those years as you're developing your game 
and then you know why you ultimately made that move to to go to Orangeville Prep, man. Um. So what what really happened? So I was I started Oakwood. Uh, I was obviously Toronto kid my whole life, so I was living probably maybe a 10, 15 minute walk from Oakwood. So I would walk to school every day. I went there, went there for my two years, and it was great. Honestly, I loved. I loved Oakwood. I loved people there. I loved the environment. It was definitely a cool, it was all my friends and people that I had kind of grown into that with. And a lot, obviously you'd see, I had other guys that have played within like, that now Oakwood's a very historic school in the city for sure in terms of basketball and what the environment was. And I knew, and I knew that going in and I had friends that were there that were obviously making a mark like Brody Clark and Terrell Ballet Green at the time. And, um, a few other guys that were like kind of like my kind of my bigger brothers in that sense at the time. So it was learning from them and seeing what the kind of path they took. So I went to Oakwood and loved my first two years there. It was obviously developing a lot basketball wise and starting to get a little more um, exposure into the basketball world and kind of on Team Ontario at that time. My first year, when coming back and then moving up, I, w- I ended up playing my my sophomore year, my grade ten year on the senior team that was the year obviously that they had had the the lockout for all the schools and the gta so i ended up missing a good portion of that school year because of that and then obviously that kind of put a little damper on things with our team and everything like that but then i had moved out to vaughn and went to vaughn secondary for a year and ended up being out there for a year and had a good year and enjoyed it and definitely got a little bit more exposure and kind of was going and getting chances to play on the Canadian junior national teams and like the U16, I mean, I think it was U16, U17. And then I eventually moved out to go to Orangeville for my last two years where I played with obviously a star-studded group, which was Jamal Murray, Thon Maker, and Matern Maker, Kyle Alexander, Jalen Poyser, just to name a few guys that were a part of a team that literally had I think almost like 14 or 15 of our guys all go D1 or obviously to the NBA and stuff right. so I think that was that was a legendary kind of group in Canada at that time seeing a group of kids that were all starting out in that kind of Canadian prep school realm because it was still very new and fresh at that time and getting a chance to kind of we took y'all kind of took a chance in the opportunity and it they worked out for a lot of us so definitely thankful to Orangeville Prep and what they what they were able to do and what I was able to grow into from that but no that was that was kind of my high school journey it was definitely a little bit bouncing around for a little bit but I think I wouldn't trade it for anything I learned a lot gained a lot of different experiences learned from a lot of different people and it was definitely it was definitely enjoyable yeah and you were also a bio steel all canadian uh, you were the MVP for Team Red with uh, Javon Blair, mm-hmm. the MVP for Team White. I know you guys have repped uh, the national team together as well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you mentioned Orangeville, man, strong reputation, mm-hmm. uh, developing big-time players, and I would assume that uh, allowed your stock to rise too for your uh, your game and profile to get you uh, more recruitment for D1. Uh, mm-hmm. Talk about that process. That's always uh, – um, you know, a busy time for a young player. Just take me through that. It was that definitely trying to yeah, narrow was, down schools. It was definitely a busy time. I think that it was a lot of um, a lot of learning. It was kind of you, you kind of see. I think that at the time, 
as a kid, like I think that that point and what what the kind of the basketball world that taught you is like you got to get like if you don't have letters, like you're you're not the guy. You're not the guy. If you need you need letters, you need these tangible things to prove that that you're that guy. And I was like, so I was like, when it was early, you're like, okay, I'm not getting letters. I'm waiting for my letters, and then you start to realize that the teams that want you or they're calling, they're doing all these different things. And then you you realize how much of a kind of how how difficult it can be when people and everybody's kind of trying to have conversations with you and you're trying to you're trying to narrow down things while finishing school while trying to balance all these different things that are going on so it was it was definitely an interesting process you'd have you'd have all different types of coaches that would try and communicate with you and try and and try and obviously see see where your head was at and it was I was definitely a blessing and it was definitely a really cool experience but I think that when I got down to the end, I was definitely appreciative that it was over and I was just like, and I was able to just kind of lock in where I was going. So, but it was, it was definitely really cool. And I think Orangeville helped a lot because they were always about trying to get all the kids exposure. And I think that that's what, what's what ended up happening. A lot of guys went places and they, they were always advocates for trying to get the best out of what you can do. And obviously within playing, going somewhere where you're going to be able to have an opportunity to actually play and, do the things that you can do. So they were they were always helpful in that experience and they, they put us in positions to be successful in that respect. What schools did you consider and really look at before making the decision to attend and play at Providence, huh? When it came down to, uh, I was down to three at the end there and it was Alabama, Marquette, and Providence. And Alabama was at that time. It was um, it was Avery Johnson at that time who was the coach, and then it was uh, Woj who was at um, Marquette at the time. And it just came down to uh, I built a relationship with Coach Cooley and Jeff Battle was one of the first people that came to Canada. The assistant coach from Providence was one of the first people that came to Canada to visit me and actually kind of have an in-person conversation and really come down and get to know me. And I think that was something that he was never someone who was hounding or nothing like that. He was just like, they were very steady in the recruitment and just, they had conversations. They'd come out and check me out, see how I was doing, kind of put feelings out there and see where I was. And that was the idea, but no, they were, they were always very supportive. They came to my house, they flew down and came to my house. They did everything in terms of visiting and supporting and making it known that I was a level of priority. So I was, I, I hadn't, that was where it came down to why I made my decision. Nice. Well, uh, you had a successful and productive career as a friar. Um, when you look back at your time at Providence, what are your best memories there, both on and off the floor, Khalif? Um, well, I definitely met, made a lot of lifelong friendships for sure. I had some people there that obviously, mm -hmm. Me and my guys are still friends together for, to this day. I think that's it's obviously a lot different than I think even just the, the change that's happened since I left college. Because obviously when I was in college, the idea of transferring and things like that was very much still, it was becoming more popular, but it was still an idea where it was like, you have to sit out a year, there's def all this different level of conversation and you have to be, you have to allow, the coach has to let you go and all these different things where it's like now it's, the power that players have is so much different, but I think I was, I was blessed and able to have a group of three guys that came in together and we finished together. And I think that's something that was, that made us all have a little connection, but 
terms of on the basketball side, we were able to to beat some of the top teams in the country. Villanova, we beat the team, Villanova team that won the national championship that year. We, we were able to beat teams like that. We were able to compete with a lot of high-level teams, made the tournament. Would have been three years if it wasn't for the COVID year. But no, it was, it was definitely a super, super experience. And I... I'm very thankful for what they were able to do for me. And obviously I'm still, I still go, we'll still go back there in the summers and check things out and always go out and say it's up to my guys, but it was definitely a special experience. Talk about playing in the big East, man. It's a a tough physical conference uh, where you're out there really bring it every game. But I think that kind of suits your game. You know, you're, you're a rim runner. You go hard in the paint, you eat the glass, um, but that, that conference is uh, super physical. Just maybe touch on that a little bit, man. Huh? No, it was definitely physical. I just I can even think about the guys that were in the conference, the big men that were in the conference, and how, like, you had Justin Patton at one point who was super athletic, super big guy, physical. We had Jesse Govan. Right. We had it was at Georgetown. We had, like, just the amount of names I could think of, Luke Fisher, Marquette, the first year, and, like there was there was a lot of bigs that were obviously oh Mari Spellman just to name a few there was there was NBA level guys there was high level overseas guys there was you just saw you saw a group of bigs and even the just from the guards like how how the Big East was was made out to be it was it's a super physical league and it's all with with very high level talent because you saw that obviously Villanova was able to win the championship. Pretty much, I think it was two two of the years I was in college, or maybe I'm not sure if it was two, but I think it was definitely a couple of the years, or one of the years before. I think before I got out there it was the year they made they won the national championship. But no, like just you saw the level of talent that was there, and you had to bring it every game because I said we'd have games against at the lowest seed, and it'd be it'd be super close. But it was like it was every time you kind of went out there, it was like, hey, you got to You have to bring your all because. All these teams are well coached. All these teams are respected. They have, they have a level of history and a fan base that sits behind them. And if you're not ready to play, you'll lose. And that was something that was very evident with how how obviously things went. It sometimes, but no, we were able to always kind of fight, and we were always we always end up pretty much being either higher in the Big East or in the middle somewhere. But except for maybe my third year, but. We were always super competitive, and that was something that was really cool to be a part of, for sure. Uh, just to wrap up the Providence time, talk about uh, head coach Ed Cooley. You mentioned him briefly there at the start, but uh, you know his impact and what he had on you, his impact, sorry, on you at that point in your career, man. Um, Cooley was someone that obviously he always gave you a level of support and something that um. He was always big on his family and that environment and trying to just be someone that that understood who you were off the basketball court to try and help you while you're on the basketball court. Which is something that uh, you don't always see with coaches and people is that he tried to obviously find a way to understand who you were and why maybe things are going on for you. And he would give a, a level of support towards that if you needed it on the basketball court. And that was something that a lot of young guys need it because, again, it's that transition of guys that come in at college at 18, 19. And it's like what he, he was always big on was like, I want to turn you into 
a great young man after you finish this. I don't want you to just be a great basketball player or this or that or this and that. He wanted you to obviously focus on the both sides of it. So that was something that he definitely instilled. And obviously a lot of the things that he taught us and all the other coaches taught us are things that I still utilize in my game now and still will think about till probably the end of my career for sure. Nice. Uh, Before we get into the the pro side for you, I just want to shout out our partner, BetStamp. BetStamp shows you all the available odds for your favorite sports bets across all of your sports books. Shop the odds for your wagers and follow your favorite and top bettors. And with BetStamp, you can track and analyze your wagers. Download the BetStamp app today. BetStamp, bet like a pro. Uh, Khalif, you wind up finishing up your career at Providence um, and you're turning pro, what options and leagues were you looking at, man, as you as you start that pro journey, man? Um, my first year was really, really interesting because of the fact that COVID was in full swing at the time. Like COVID had right. just hit and it was one of those things where it was like, I don't know what's going to happen, what basketball has entailed, will this ever end? What idea of this, like, that's the thing, like, everything was shut down. And it was the idea of when or how will things start back up. So I was, I just kind of just grinded on my own. Nobody was allowed outside at those times, obviously, because of everything that was going on with COVID and all the restrictions that was happening with the government. So a lot of my time was spent just running, going outside. I had, I was blessed to have I hope outside of my family's house, we got to shoot. I got to shoot a little bit, got to do some stuff, got to work on things. Having a little brother that I can bully a little bit to come outside and rebound for me definitely helped. And nice. obviously being able to just, I did a lot of running at that time, a lot of cardio, just trying to stay in shape while understanding that nothing else was going on. So and that was something that I just tried to just wait it out. I had an agent, obviously I was with, um, one legacy from the start and they were always like hey the opportunities are going to find it it's just obviously trying to see what's going to happen with the world right now so that was that was the process and trying to go from there and just not really being too worried don't worry they said just don't worry just think about obviously the positives try and stay in shape work on what you have to work on and we'll move from there but i was able to start my career with the honey badges in hamilton and that was a, a true blessing, honestly. Uh, those guys, Ryan and um, Sheldon, the assistant coach there, and everything that they kind of built, something that I was able to be a part of to start was something I was a true blessing. I think that it gave me an opportunity to see see where I was in terms of at a pro level and get a feel for what the pro right. game really was. And But obviously stay within my country, have my family watch my games on TV and have it be an opportunity that I could kind of – share that experience with them because they hadn't seen me play probably like on a regular basis since I was in high school. So that was a cool transition. And then from there, I had ended up going and flying out to Turkey and going out to Turkey and getting my first experience in that, the TBL, the second league there, and kind of really getting understanding of what the pro basketball experience was, which was, which was super cool. It was, it was definitely a new new experience with a lot of ups and downs, um, like with COVID bouncing in and out. Obviously, there was a lot of isolation, a lot of different things where it was a, it was definitely a mental battle at times trying to figure out being there for nine months straight, 
and obviously having my season having ups and downs and just you're obviously your first year out of college you it's your first time being in a in a whole country living in a whole different country by yourself and just trying to balance that out mentally and understanding how to stay physically ready at all times because obviously you're being paid to play a game so that was that was a huge transition and then also we ended up going through an earthquake that year while I was out in Turkey and seeing what that was like and everything that happened with that and just it was definitely a whirlwind but definitely thankful for everything that happened there and then from there I moved ended up moving to Poland and had a real special year with Poland and we we ended up taking a team that got promoted the year before to all the way to like fourth place in the league and finishing uh, the league first in regular season so that was a huge accomplishment and definitely a, a big swing for that team and then Fast forward, I end up here, and obviously with my years, again, with the Honey Badgers the year before, and then now the Scarborough Shooting Stars this, this past summer. But, you know, it was all kind of transitioning into me now playing in Germany and getting this experience with Manny Bayreuth and just seeing what that was like, playing at a higher level and higher level than I think I'd played it before and just trying to see, what, see how I can compete and continue to work at what I can do to get better and push forward but no it's I'm just always again I always say it I'm just always thankful for what I whatever I can do with this basketball thing and just seeing how much I've been able to do and be blessed with because of how I can play a basketball play a game so I think that's it's always an exciting thing when you get to go out there and I say play a child's game and get paid for it and have fun and do those things every day for your life so just obviously riding it until until I can't so always blessed with it though no, that's hey man, you're uh, you're already. Uh, I can tell you're a thoughtful and uh, well-spoken young man, and, and great perspective. I mean, you're getting a hoop for a living, and you're just taking it day by day. That's that's a good outlook. Uh, have you got a favorite stop so far? I mean, you you played in Turkey, Poland, and obviously now Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite spot so far overseas? Um, I think they all have. They all have their benefits and things that I've I've loved about the each experience. So I think that my first year it was definitely it was my first kind of foray into being home like away from home like but without that level of like a safety net, you know what I mean, in terms of having that level of in college you have a safety net of the coaches and people because they have they've been told they've given you a sense of like, hey, like we have you like we're going to take care of you and then your parents can fly out there in an hour or so or two hours and there's that level of situation but that first year it was definitely it was a new experience covid didn't allow me to see the the i think as much beauty as i wanted to see of turkey and where i was but right it was still a blessing the food was amazing the experiences were amazing that i was able to share with my teammates and things like that but poland was also an amazing experience because i had a great group of guys that was just like, it was a family. I still talk to all these guys to this day. I still have communication with a lot of them and learned a lot from the vets that were with me last year and just people that were in that city. Like that, that fan base is uh, it's honestly amazing. To this day, I still get DMs and people talking to me and just like saying, hey, and just, just wanting to obviously connect with you. And that was something that was so special about that, about Poland and where I was. And that, and I obviously continue to take that into wherever I go. Just obviously, always having a positive mindset of the people that are around you. But 
Poland was really special. And obviously, Bayreuth's been a new experience, too. I think we've had our ups and downs as a team, for sure. And trying to obviously move forward and trying to figure that out. But it's in terms of the people here and everything that I've been able to experience so far, it's been great. But no, I think... I don't. I can't really say I have a favorite at this point. I think that I'm still real kind of. I'm in a young in my career where I don't know. I haven't seen enough to kind of really think back to where I've had like a key point in place. But I think maybe Poland at this point is my favorite. But I've I've definitely I've definitely been appreciative of every experience. Nice. Uh, you mentioned Hamilton and the CEBL uh, kind of kickstarting the journey. Uh, you've also come back in the summer, last summer to play with Scarborough. Uh, you know, in a short amount of time, the CEBL and the opinion of many has become a great league from a homegrown, like Canadian players perspective. How important is the CEBL and just what has made that league so strong so far, man? Uh, honestly, the CEBL is a blessing. Honestly, I can, that's why I feel about it. Just being able to stay close to home and play basketball and get to play basketball. A lot of us don't get that blessing. And I think that's something that people don't understand is that a lot of guys, I know guys that before the CBL played 12 years and never had a family member see them play in person. Never had somebody that like, maybe that they knew or got to, or be able to have, like last year I was able to have, I can't even name like on my one on two hands how many family members I was able to have to come to games and people that from my childhood, people from Oakwood, people from younger days, like things like that were just things that the CBL really brings to the Canadian experience. And it also brings level of competitiveness because a lot of us are all playing at high levels or wherever level you're playing or, and are now coming home and get an opportunity to compete against each other for bragging rights, whether it is. Cause it's like, for me, it's like, I wasn't able to finish my season with Scarborough last year because I, I had to come over here earlier. But my thing is now it's like, I got to get back at Hamilton. We got to get back at Hamilton. Like I'm on thinking about it. I Me and my guys are in group chats and talking about it from last nice. year. It's a level of competitiveness oh, yeah. and a respect factor that obviously it's like, those are all my guys. And I, I love him. Like everyone from top to bottom in the organization of Hamilton. I love all of them because we obviously built a huge bond and a huge level of respect for each other throughout the years. And then it's, it's all it's, but when it gets on the court, it's full competitiveness. It's full going at one another and whether that's guys, because on every team, that's the thing about the CBL, which is a blessing. And it's really cool is that on every team, you're going to know somebody because the Canada basketball world is so small in that respect that it's like a lot of these guys I grew up with, it was like, okay, I went to, Think about it, I go to Saskatchewan or I go to – and I know guys like DeAndre Bernard was in Saskatchewan. I know guy him from high school days. And you go to – you go all the way to Newfoundland and Javon Blair, a guy obviously I've grown up with and played on played in high school with, is there. And you have – you just name every team and I can go through each team and say, hey, I have guys that I personally hit up throughout the year that I know that – I'm going to see, which is, it's also a cool experience and it's a blessing because you don't overseas, you don't get that. It's like, you may play 17 teams over here and, and in a season and, and you may have two guys or three guys that you know, and you see, so right. that's the thing that's like, that's the thing where it brings a level of, it brings that the whole Canadian basketball world together in that respect. And with also being super competitive, because there's, 
you have former NBA guys. You have guys that go from the CPL and then get opportunities in Pilot and the G League and are playing, getting 10-day contracts. Like guys like Xavier Moon, guys like um, trying to fit Lindell Wigington, like all these different guys that built themselves careers and started and not even started, but had Sue had been in the CBL and made a mark in the CBL too. So it shows that, that people are watching and the world is starting to get a little more respect for the level of the Canadian game and it continues to build and I'm happy to be a part of it. Yeah. Well said, man. Uh, great league. Uh, I've obviously attended games and, uh, you know, we're getting a new team here in Calgary to start the year. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah. They had to move the new, yeah, they had to move uh, the Newfoundland team to Winnipeg, but uh, the league is strong uh, and, and you nailed it, man. Guys get an opportunity to play at home and, and give back to the communities that way too. Uh, so do you anticipate playing in the CEBL this summer or do you really know yet or what, um. what's that look like for you? For me, I'm I don't have any kind of locked in on anything at this point. Obviously, I just right. I, I focus on where I'm at. I kind of focus on what I'm doing at this point, going from there. But no, I definitely anticipate. I'm always open to the CBL. I've never I'm since I've obviously started my career. It's st- it started my career, so I have to be. I give a level of respect and onus to the CBL. I have played. I must say, I have played the last three years with no break. So I might take a little break coming off of this, this year, but for sure, I'll, right. I'll definitely, if the opportunity comes, I'll definitely be a part of it. Yeah. Well, you've earned that. I know that's, that's gotta be hard for guys. I mean, they want to keep playing and get some film and set up their, their next contract, maybe overseas. So they feel like they need to get some minutes in the summer, but uh, you know, you got to have a break as well. Okay, man, I got to ask. You were with the Shooting Stars last summer. Mm-hmm. What were you thinking when you found out or knew that J. Cole was going to be on your team? <laughs> um, oh, I, I, I must say, like, I kind of, there was a lot of, like, um, buzz around it for sure. Uh, right. I found out kind of, I found out through the organization because at that point I had signed. So I got a little bit of understanding of what that was going to be and, no, nah, it was it was super cool. You think that like a guy that I listen to on a regular basis, a guy that I've obviously I'm in the I'm in the car singing his songs, singing his tracks, and kind of being a part of it. And now he's my teammate. But that's the thing. I think when you go into a situation like that, you don't know what to expect. I guess of who he is. But no, nah, he was one of the best guys, one of my best, my favorite teammates probably throughout in terms of just who he was, in terms of his his attention to detail his um his focus and you could see like what makes him such a good musician just his focus on whatever he's doing like if he's really 100 percent into it which he was with basketball and what he did he was he was the first guy in the gym every day type of guy who was like who show you'd be before practice he's in there full sweat worked out for an hour or two like he just like he really put his time in and he kind of he wanted to prove to people in the narrative that like he can do he could do this and he can obviously try he's not just a guy who's trying to do it just for an attention or whatever but he just he loves the game you can tell he loved the game he was a he was a part of it and like he was a super big support system even coming out to the finals in the end and just a person who became one of our like a friend he became a guy who was who wasn't just there on trying to just be a, a showboat or just trying to say hey yeah i'm just trying to take over what you guys are doing like he wasn't a person for the the media or trying to like show out anything he just 
he just trying to chill and hang out with us. And that was, that was something that really was cool getting an opportunity to do that. But no, it was, it was definitely, it was, it was crazy to be a part of. And you think back to it, it's like that happened, but it's, it's, it's definitely something that um, no one I think ever really expects, but it's, it was a, it was a real, really, really cool experience. Nice. Well done. Uh, Khalif here on Canada hoops. We love to talk about Canada basketball, especially with guests who have played for the program, which you have obviously done. Uh, for you personally, man, what has it meant for you to play for Canada this far in your rising career? Um, I feel like any time I get an opportunity to wear a Canada jersey or have those colors on, it's, it's an experience. And it's a, special, it's a really, really special experience. I think that I got the opportunity to do it as a child in terms of just, I got to do it as a 16 and 17 year old and, and even, yeah, the 16, 17-year-old playing the cadet team with Dave DeVere at the time and kind of going through the ranks and really just kind of seeing seeing what that was and being our beginning to play against other countries and seeing that atmosphere. And it gave you a little bit of foray into what the, the overseas kind of basketball experience is like and how much they love the game over here and how much these these fans, it's like, I think that it gives you a whole new perspective on what being a fan is and the the love it is for this for for the sport. And but no, I think that Canada basketball is it's it's been amazing experience. It's been a blessing, especially when I look back at all the chances I got to play, and obviously continue to try and play for them as well in terms of seeing. But it's it's been it's been super special, and when every time you get to be a part of that and you get to hang out with your guys and you get to see that and get to win as a country. It's, it's something that, um, you can't, it's not, it's a feeling that you can't like, you can't recreate any other way. It's like being able to represent a whole nation. And it's like, you're that, you're part of that group that was able to be a, be able to show out for that country and show that you, you can do it is, is amazing. It's, it's really, listen, I can't even put into words sometimes, but, I'm just in terms of just being obviously proud and seeing, being able to see my family and see how they've obviously been a part of it and how much they've supported me in it. It's, it's been really, really cool. So continue to try and be a part of it and obviously give back and see what, what happens in the future. Yeah. Well, listen, man, you should be proud, right? It's a, um, a select group that gets to do this. It doesn't come everybody's way. Uh, you put the work in, um, you know, so yeah, definitely stand tall with that. And, uh, you know, myself and the other Canada basketball people and, um, listeners of the pod, I mean, we see you, we see you showing up and committing and sacrificing. Um, and you know, this, this past summer, uh, you played at the FIBA America Cup, yeah. represented there, um, playing along some, some high level guys. Um, mm-hmm. how much does each time, you know, that you shoot up and play with the national team, like how much does that really help your game and grow your game and give you some insight to where, you know, you can improve your game for when you, when you're playing pro, man. I think, um, it's always kind of an experience where you get to, you get to learn a lot. I think that the coaching staff that comes with Canada basketball and the level and just the idea of what Canada basketball is shows you 
it's a different way of thinking than obviously when you're with your club programs, of course, there's so much that goes into obviously every day that you have to work towards, work towards to be successful. But with Canada basketball, the windows are so small and the ideas of how you pick up knowledge and how you learn things is so much different in terms of, Hey, it's like, we're going to send you this, 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 and this, when you get here, we're going to, we're going to go through it maybe twice, but it's like, Hey, after that, you better have it down. Like that's an idea of like, oh, no, yeah. that's the idea of what it is. And it's like, when you come into these windows, when you come back and you see things, it's like you have a little more experience, a little more understanding. And it gets a little bit, I don't know if you say easier, but it's still, it's like, I say, Hey, this is the group we have. Let's okay. This play is going to work to get this way. Let's learn it today. We have to play in two days. Oh, okay. And then, but the age give each one of these games counts. So it's like, it's a qualifying process and it's an idea of it's like, it's every game carries so much meaning. So it's like, when you're overseas, sometimes guys get caught up in a thing of like, okay, if I'm down and down, that's a tough stretch here. But it's like, when you come to Canada basketball, every one through 12 guys understands that we're here for a mission. We're here to obviously accomplish that mission. And we're all trying to push forward to, to get the same goal, which is winning and obviously push for this World Cup. So it's it's something that obviously has been ingrained in us since we started, but it's it's such a learning process in terms of getting having these high-level coaches come to you and communicate things to you and tell you about your game, what you can improve. That's something that I'm always open to is obviously learning and hearing what people have to say because it's not – I, I don't I don't ever want to feel like I'm satisfied within the, the game of basketball and think that I know no more than anybody else. I think that I'm always a person that wants to listen and try and hear what I can do to be better. So it that's all it's always a great experience for that. And it's a super, super competitive environment dealing with a group of guys that are all used to playing at high levels, are all used to competing at high levels, are all gonna come and bring everything they gotta do to to win for their country. So you know, it's definitely, it's definitely one uh, a special, special experience. Yeah, well, you know, good perspective, and you know, the qualifier in Edmonton, I, I kind of wanted to touch on. You were obviously on that team that clinched a spot in the World Cup uh, for this upcoming summer as uh, Canada starts a tournament in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Um, at that game, Khalif, obviously there was the Venezuela drama with, well, are they going to be here or not, and what's yeah. going on with their passports and all that kind of stuff. But um, I just wanted to touch on the idea, like it sure felt like you all as players mm-hmm. knew what, what was at stake that game uh, just for the simple fact like, hey, we win this and we're going to qualify. It, it, it seemed like your group took a lot of pride in that fact. And, you know, given the given the simple fact that, you know, I think there was 26 players that had played for the, senior men's national team throughout the qualifiers. You look at guys like Tommy and mm-hmm. Phil and Cassius. Excuse me, they played all all 10 games. Um, I guess my question is, is long-winded, but was that talked about much as a group? Did you guys, you know, are you, are you talking about that daily during the time there? Like, hey, we're, we're going to be the group. This is a group that we're going to clinch this. You know, the NBA guys were suiting up during the summer, but it sure felt like your group uh, relished that opportunity to to put the qualification stamped, you know? No, that was, that, that's not even a question for us. It was the idea of like, okay, we're, we're here and we're here to do one thing and we're on home soil, which is even bigger thing, which is none of us. I think a lot of us 
haven't had that opportunity to play in the red and white in front of a home crowd. Like that was the biggest thing where it was like people that are there are here to support you. And because when you're over in the Argentinas and everything, the whole crowd is there against you. Besides maybe the couple guys that maybe have flown out or the people that are part of Canada, maybe that are there. Everyone else is there to say, we don't want you to, we don't want you to succeed. So to have that level of support and then on top of it, being and understanding what we came there to do. Like when we fly, when we fly from guys are flying from freaking places like Turkey and places like and all across Europe and even other places, other parts of the world, like when people are flying back into the country and obviously understanding where they're coming from and having to go back there, like these these FIBA breaks are are are, are breaks for as like from our real season. So when we understand we're coming here for a commitment, we understand that we're here to try and win everything we can win. So when we come into those situations and when we when we came in from the start, even from game one to game ten, it was that like that was the mentality. Win, win, win. Compete at a high level. Understand that no matter what the team looks like, remember who we may play, we come out with the same intensity, the same mindset, and that's to win and support our country. Yeah, I thought, I mean, that weekend in Edmonton, you know, the opportunity to qualify, so many things summed up just that that buy-in and the commitment and sacrifice from so many guys. I think I think Kenny flew in just for the Venezuela game, played the one game and had to go back overseas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he didn't even stay for the he didn't even stay for the second game and we were all like we had no idea that was happening. I mean, talk about he didn't care. He was doing that, right? No matter what. Yeah, and, no. Uh, it's true. It was just a a great feeling I thought that night just knowing that you know, obviously uh, you you as a group qualified. Um, there was a great picture, uh, probably came from Canada basketball, but you all at center court after the game, and mm-hmm. obviously the players and the coaches and Row is there and all the support people. And I'm like, you know, I was very proud just being such a a big supporter of the program for so many years, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, all the buy-in and commitment and sacrifice um, has looked incredible, and it certainly has not gone unnoticed. Um, so I know, you know, everyone, I can't imagine how excited you all as players are to, you know, go to the world cup this summer. Cause we're definitely excited. I just thought, you know, that, uh, that last game, that first game, sorry, against Venezuela and Edmonton just really put a stamp on it. And your group, uh, to me will always be remembered just as that, that group that got it done. Um, Khalif, I set you up for this, I think. Mm-hmm. Do you have a top five or favorite five of all time for Canada basketball? My favorite five. So I definitely put a little thought into it, kind of going a little bit of balance. So I think yeah. in terms of the Canada basketball program, what it's been about, uh, Joel Anthony probably has a big part of one of – that's one of the guys for sure. He was a part of yeah. – um, he was a big part of um, – Hamilton, my first couple of years, is just kind of teaching me a lot of things about how to play and what the life of basketball player is and what how to I'm, how to do like even the small things of how to roll a certain way, how to just the, the teaching. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week. 
New customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. And for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Why don't you check out Scotty Barnes over assists and Precious Achua over rebounds. I like those stats. Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Yeah, I oh, sorry man, I lost uh, you when you st- I lost you when you started talking about Joel. Oh, okay. Damn. So that was my first one, right? I went to like four. Yeah, my <laughs> No, my fault. That's my fault. Um We were doing we were doing really good. No, we were good, yeah. Um so yeah, I was saying so Joel was definitely my first one because he was a huge influence on me when I first went to Hamilton, the honey badgers just kinda gave me an understanding of just the basics of basketball and just kind of the ideas of things that what kept him in the NBA for so long and kind of the idea of like things that he showed me and the ways of being a teammate, ways of being just how to roll a certain way, how to, how to come over and help, when to help, when to do this, when to do this, how to set screens. Like there was so much that he taught me in that first year and first couple of years that I, I take with me now for sure. And then I think Jermaine Rock Anderson was a huge one for sure because he, he was a pivotal part of the Honey Badgers experience as well. Just kind of teaching me and saying like, he showed me so much in terms of like how to be a pro and things that I can experience. And obviously seeing how he impacted the Canadian basketball world for so many years, being a part of the national team, always kind of giving his service no matter where he was playing as well. Like as a kid, I remember rock playing for the national team. And that was, and then I always, I'll always kind of take forward and kind of think about someone to kind of look up to. And he's seeing him at the training centers in the summer when I go back and when I was in college and things like that was, he, he showed me a lot. And then transitioning kind of definitely got to put Jamal Murray in there, just being, seeing as we've been a part of, like we've been kind of on the same kind of path in certain respect coming up as young guys and, being the same age and obviously playing Canada basketball for years, like when we were younger and then seeing what he's been able to do with his career and everything that he's been able to achieve and definitely been proud of what he's seeing, what he's done and obviously seeing how he's impacted a whole new generation of Canadian young kids and things like that. It's in that definitely got to be proud of what he's been able to do. And then going from there, I'd probably say Roman Barrett senior seeing is like nice. his impact on the, just the organization of Canada basketball, just like he was a player for many years at high level and has done it on so many different platforms. And then kind of showing that like the professionalism at every level in terms of just being a basketball player at a high level and seeing what he did there. And then going into uh, transitioning into obviously the corporate side and seeing what he's done there and seeing how he's been able to rally this Canada basketball organization and building this thing that's, has flourished and has grown so much over these last few years. And it's, he's, he's been a definitely a forefront of that. And then last probably at this put Steve Nash, just because of the fact that he's probably the Canadian goat, if you want to say 
So I would definitely right. put him as the, probably the last one in there and just seeing his impact on so many kids that have come through Canada and just obviously as a kid, like when you met, if you met Steve Nash, when you go to one of those camps or things like that, or you'd see him, it was, it was such a impactful thing because it was like you, someone that obviously you could see, he's an MVP of the NBA, like things like that are things that you don't get to, you don't get to obviously see that all the time. You don't get to be a part of that and feel that that was something that he did as a Canadian basketball player, which was even more special, but no, that was, that's probably my top five for sure. Definitely put a little thought into it after you asked the question and kind of wanted to kind of see. Yeah, that was that was my my group of guys for sure. Yo, great five. I mean, um, I try to ask that to everybody who comes on, and and Steve gets a lot of love, obviously. Uh, Joel's been in there a little bit. Uh, Roe as well. Uh, we got the new the new age and, and the young blood in Jamal. I like that and. Uh, and Rock is a friend of ours. Rock has joined us, and uh, major love for Rock. Uh, Joel's kind of on the line to jo- join us, but he's a busy dude. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, for yeah, sure. great, great five, great five, Khalif. Appreciate that. Uh, one last question. Cool. Something I'm trying out. Uh, something I'm trying out with this episode. Uh, anybody you want to see on Canada hoops that's got a tie to Canada basketball that has got a good story? Who do you think should? Uh, join us man and you might have to help us connect uh, with them too that's the other side of it who i say kind of basketball wise trying to think that's a good question um now when i say that we've also been very fortunate we've had a lot of yeah i saw you a lot, have of, great had ones. A lot of people on so it's- if you can hear me there Khalif, i think i lost oh, yeah dude, i was gonna say i was you definitely definitely had a lot of guys on so i was thinking um, have you had Trey Bell Haynes? No, uh, I have reached out to him. Um, social media gets a little tough. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They may oh. not always see the messages, but yeah, TBH for sure, man. He he's nice. Ah, uh, yeah. I think definitely Trey. Trey's a really cool dude. A cool, a lot, a real sure. kind of a good story. Been playing for. Yeah. He's been playing he's about two or three years older than me, so he's been playing for a while. He's had. We definitely had many conversations. Obviously, being a lot of these windows together, been able to build a level of a friendship with him. But no, he's no, he's definitely you've definitely a really good interview for sure. Yeah, well, show uh, show him the pod, and then we'll work on that. Khalif, uh, any shout outs or thank yous uh, before I get you out of here, man? And again, we truly appreciate you taking the time to to join us on Canada Hoops, man. I want to appreciate I appreciate that you have me on, man. I definitely seeing what you guys have been able to build and definitely be happy to be a part of it. And thank you that you guys hit me up. So appreciate everything, man. Yeah. Um, you know, much love to you. We wish you all the best and thank we're you, looking forward to seeing you rep for Canada basketball again soon, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. That's a wrap on another episode of Canada hoops. I want to thank Khalif young for pulling up. Thank you for listening. Shout out to the Basketball Podcast Network and Betstamp. Download Canada Hoops wherever you get your podcast. Keep supporting Canada Basketball and our Canadian Hoopers, and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Canada Hoops.